Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. We have Every Day is Earth Day supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where you're part owner. Member NCUA, more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. And this morning we are going to be talking with an analyst from Wallet Hub, and Wallet Hub is an organization that that studies things and uh, takes data and puts it together and decides what this means. In this case, it is just after Earth Day last week, and the USA experienced 165 billion dollars in damage from weather and climate disasters during 2022. So, this personal finance website, Wallet Hub, released the report on the 2023's greenest states. And uh, they'll be able to comment on some of that, too. So they found out that Minnesota is among the top for being a green state. And with me this morning, I have Jill Gonzalez, who is an analyst. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Great. So how is Minnesota looking in terms of being among the greenest states for 2023? Minnesota is doing pretty well. It's one of the most environmentally friendly states. It ranks in the top 10, right at number eight overall. What are some of the others above us then? If you give the top 10, who else are we looking at? The states that rank above Minnesota were Massachusetts at number seven, Connecticut, Maryland, Hawaii, California, New York, and Vermont at number one. What is it that makes Minnesota green and these other states in the top? What sorts of factors did you look at? We looked at everything from environmental quality. You know, what does the air you're breathing in look like the water. Minnesota actually ranked number one when it comes to soil quality. So that is definitely a good thing for anything that's being grown in Minnesota. Uh, In terms of some other things here, eco-friendly behaviors, uh, especially in Minnesota's bigger cities, there are a lot of green buildings per capita. Uh, There is a lot of renewable energy consumption there as well. So those are, you know, some things that we've been looking into as far as you know, how we can switch to more renewable sources of energy. And Minnesota is doing quite well there. Now, I, you said first in soil quality, but I noticed some of the others are a little farther down. Uh, gasoline consumption, we're number 22 per capita. So does that mean how much we're using mainly for vehicles or what does that look at? Yes, yeah, so that's going to look mainly at vehicles. But Minnesota, obviously, a big state, a lot of miles to cover. Gasoline consumption is... Below average, which is good, but still, you know, can be improved even more. We're looking for things like more, the use of more smart electric vehicles. So now you said Vermont is ranked number one. Right. Vermont, number one, New York, two, California, three. And what is it about them, you believe, that makes them greener? What is the the things that brings them up to be that Minnesota maybe could strive to to do? It really comes down to those eco-friendly behaviors. So, Things like solar systems installed per household. In Vermont, we see definitely a higher share there. Even more renewable energy consumed versus things like gasoline. Uh, Other types of consumption, even water consumption, is a little bit lower there. Uh, More green transportation, uh, organic farms, we see a higher rate of there. So it really comes down to 
those eco-friendly behaviors on an, an individual level. Now, some of the lowest states are in the South. I'm looking, I see the, the bottom five are Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, West Virginia, actually the bottom four. What is it about them that, that do you think that, is it is it legislation or what is it that makes them, do you think, not so friendly to the the environment? Yeah, I would say legislation has something to do with it. You know, just when we were comparing kind of red and blue states here, blue states were more eco-friendly. Their average rank was 15th overall, whereas red states ranked more like 36th on average. So quite a big gap there. Wow. I think a lot of that does come down to, you know, not only politics and, you know, maybe help having legislation help things like eco-friendly behaviors and installing solar systems, uh, but also climate change contributions. You know, we're seeing more things like carbon dioxide and methane emissions in those red states versus blue states. That's interesting. So it could be partly legislation and the, the priorities that they're placing on in the environment. Exactly, yeah. You know, especially when it comes to kind of having incentives for people to become greener just in their everyday lives. Why does WalletHub look at these specific statistics and who uses them and what do you think they do with them? I mean, obviously you get on radio shows like this, but what else do you, I mean, work with companies or how does it benefit others? Yeah, so like you said, this, you know, obviously is a moral dilemma, it's an environmental dilemma, but it also costs people a lot of money. You mentioned the you know, over $165 billion climate disasters. Last year, there were 18 that did over a billion dollars or more. So becoming greener, not only good for your wallets on an individual level, uh, but, you know, for the economy overall. And so we put these together. We try to help uh, states and consumers make the best educated financial decisions they can based on some of these statistics as well, whether you want to go greener in your own home, seeing how much money that would cost, things like that. So do you do this just randomly or does somebody ask you to do specific studies? For example, study the greenness of my state. This is something that we've been doing annually for about six years now. And so we put this together based on existing data from United Health Foundation, uh, Green Building Council, Bureau of Transportation Statistics, and we update it annually. Are generally, you said you've been doing it for six years, are generally the same states in the top 10, or has that been a big switch over the past six years that you've been doing this? Have you noticed much change? From year to year, there might not be much change, but over the past five years, that's where we've seen things, you know, shake up a little bit. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to red states and blue states, that's been, you know, pretty consistent. Uh, states like Vermont, California, Hawaii do tend to be on the greener side of things. Minnesota, for instance, was not always in the top 10 and now is. So there certainly is room for change and improvement here matters. Where were we in the past? Can you give us the, the in the last six years where, how we've changed and hopefully improved? Or maybe not. So Minnesota was generally in the top 20 when we first started doing this move to the top 15. Oh. Now is in the top 10 for the last couple of years. And what were the main factors that made us move up? What did we do or what improved? Well, methodology has changed a little bit. So I think just adding certain metrics has helped here as well. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to things like soil quality, air quality, we've seen improvements there. And, and those are things that are reported. How do you test soil quality? What does that really mean? 
<laughs> so that's something that the USDA does. Okay. Uh, and it, it essentially tests the pH there. So that's the difference between the median soil pH level and what it should be optimally. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I was noticing they have total scores. So Vermont is 78.44, whereas Minnesota, we're at 70.13, and that's overall scores. I assume that's out of 100, correct? Correct. So no one is a perfect 100, far from it. Uh, So there's room for improvement across the board. I'm looking at West Virginia. Okay, if if we're at, what, 78, West Virginia is 19. I mean, that's about, that's really bad for total overall. What is it about West Virginia that is making them so low in being a green state? Well, West Virginia is one of the states that still, or at least it's, its legislature still wants to be, you know, pretty heavily involved in, uh, you know, coal uh, and mining. You know, those, those are certain sectors of its economy that still exist. Uh, so, you know, switching to renewable energy would not necessarily be good for its economy. Uh, so this is, you know, somewhat of a political issue there. So it looks like we're following the money, basically. <laughs> well, it depends, you know, in which state, yeah, you're talking about. Uh, so that has to do with its economy and what you know may or may not be working for it, as well as legislation that I think a lot of people, even within West Virginia, think is stuck in the past. Really interesting. Yeah, it says one of the big factor is the high amount of hurricanes in recent years that's contributed to the unusually warm Atlantic waters and basically saying that if we live more sustainably and use greener energy sources, that could prevent us maybe from having quite as bad a hurricane seasons in the future. And that saves a lot of money in the repairs as a result, because that number is quite a, quite significant. Uh, $165 billion in total damages from all those events from the disasters in, you said there was 18 of them last year. Exactly. And this year, we are on track for that yet again. In fact, we will probably surpass it because this April has been very wet, very uh, unpredictable, uh, you know, flooding in places like New Jersey, where, you know, that's never happened in April before. Uh, Florida, less less unpredictably, has had a lot of problems as well. So we're seeing that number creep up year after year. And a lot of it, as you mentioned, follows the red versus the blue states. Exactly, yeah. So a lot of this does, you know, come down as far as individual behaviors and incentivizing them switching to renewable resources, uh, installing things like solar panels on your house. Hello, are you still there? I think we may have lost our <laughs> our person we were interviewing. We were talking with Jill Gonzalez, who was telling us about the greenness of the greenest states in 2023. And looks like Minnesota has moved up from being in the, the top 20 to now we are at number eight. And so a lot of that has involved legislation, as she mentioned, and a lot of it involves doing things individually, taking individual responsibility. So goes to show that we can make a difference. And I'm sorry that we lost her, but we will uh, we'll conclude. Just know that we are improving, and that is a good thing. And uh, some of the folks are still looking at the economy. And uh, I, I acknowledge economy is very important, but we also have to look for the future of our children. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where you're part owner, member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the executive board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.
Right. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.